you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode six of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. I am your host, James, and we are joined by our other co-hosts, Ed. Where are you, Ed? Right here. And Kev, I'm across the pond, jolly old England. Right here. Excellent. Wait. Thank you guys so much for coming and joining us on this fine, fine, whatever time of day you're listening to us. You can check us out online. Um, email address is scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Our Twitter handles are at, G- at Hebert207, that's me, at scruffylookinged, at KPG1974. And you can find the whole podcast online by doing at scruffypodcasts. Leave us some reviews, send us a couple of emails. We got a couple questions in what we're trying to get to later, but it was a whole lot of information that came out today, um, especially certainly regarding J.J. Uh, Abrams officially writing and directing Episode 9. So, I don't know, guys. I think we should start with that, because today being the 18th of September, we also saw this whatever complete bullshit thing that people assign petition people are signing online about oh no i don't want to i'm not a kneeler i don't want to have jj abrams direct the next win and you know what i don't like that at all just leave him alone he's fine he did a good job disney probably told him he had to be safe for the first movie just to appease the kneelers but you know what i'm sure he'll be fine going forward but what do you guys think well He usually just starts things. He doesn't end things, so this is weird. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what to think. I, I mean, I'm sure he's heard all the criticism that he's gotten for the Force Awakens. You know, being a lot like a New Hope. So I'm hoping he doesn't uh. rehash Return of the Jedi. What do you think, Kev? Um. <clears throat> When it when it was announced, um, I think uh, I've, I've got mixed feelings on it. Mixed feelings. I wasn't sort of jumping for joy, going, "Oh, great!" But then I wasn't like like what James said, going, "Oh my God, this is a disaster." Um, my I think my good feelings outnumber the bad feelings, but I still do worry that JJ can do anything original, and I really that's my concern with it. But similar to james i think i i think we all mentioned that i think the force awakens had to be like that but to me it was always too nostalgic but i just hope i really do hope that he doesn't fall into that trap again and just goes do you know what let's just kick ass with this one and just make a great movie so 
mixed feelings from me, but certainly not not like some of these people freaking out, going, holy fuck, let's get rid of this guy, he's terrible. Because he's not. He's not a terrible director at all. Yeah, right. You signed the petition, didn't you? I made it. I fucking made it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that you have a new hope for this? Oh! oh. <laughs> Man, no. I, I am so <laughs> good at there. <laughs> Oh, excellently done. Excellently done. <laughs> hey, uh, James. Yo. What do you think about him co-writing with Chris Cherio, who made great a great movie with Batman versus Superman? That was a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, Batman versus Superman, let's be honest, that's just... That's fucking terrible. Um, that sucked, didn't it? That really I mean, sucked. I watch. Yeah, I mean, we all watched it, and it's just like, all right, cool, another Batman, Superman movie thing. Sure, whatever. I'm not really a Marvel DC guy to begin with, so all this stuff about like the comic book things coming to life. I mean, I'll take it or leave it, but I guess that lets me look at things a little bit more objectively. But Batman versus Superman was just very poorly written and very, I don't know, even though you understand that some things are supposed to be sort of unrealistic or not realistic, uh, rather, in a comic book to movie, cinematic, but like, eh, I don't know, Batman couldn't have taken down Superman that easily with a freaking gas grenade, give me a break, I don't care if it was 10 million pieces of kryptonite in it. But irregard- irregardless, which, by the way, folks, is not a real word. I'm pointing that out right now. Uh, it should be regardless. <laughs> uh, we're not here to talk about Batman vs. Superman, but rather the impact of the Batman vs. Superman writing on episode 9, which could potentially be terrible. Yes, but yeah. he also wrote, helped write, Argo. I, I personally mm. have not seen Argo. So, oh, but it Argo, fuck yourself. It's the best line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Is that uh, Ben Affleck, isn't it? That yeah. is Ben Affleck, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good movie, that. That was a fantastic movie, so... Yeah, that's you a know, really good movie, that. Yeah. I mean, it's like but every they, time you go up to bat for baseball, sometimes you hit it, and sometimes you don't. Yeah. But don't you think, just going back to that, that, that no matter... Who was announced for this episode nine stuff? Because Star Wars is so, so big and people have their opinions on it that there was always going to be a level of criticism, you know, aimed at somebody. Do you do you think that? Whoever oh, got yeah. this gig. Yeah. Do you ever got this gig for nine? There were always going to be somebody go, oh, it's, no, not him. Exactly. You know? It doesn't. It It's I mean, that's that's anything that you deal in the in the public eye, like. Anytime you have something, there's always going to be some asshole in some parent's basement somewhere being a hater, being a troller, just throwing shit out there just because they hate everything. It's like, well, no, it's going to be terrible because uh, they did this thing like 20 years ago that was just absolutely terrible. Since then, they've done great stuff, but it doesn't matter. That thing they did like 20 years ago. Yeah, the one thing will live with them, won't it? Yeah, no, dude, haters going to hate, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. It is. Kneelers, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Fucking kneelers are going to kneel. Especially in Star Wars. As Taylor Swift said, the haters going to hate. That's right, exactly. See where I'm getting this shit from? I'm a pop star, <laughs> not really. Um, but, like, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. G- g- give the man a chance already. I mean, it has. they just announced it, and this is a couple years away, realistically. So he'll's pro- I mean, at this rate, he's probably going to get fired and replaced, like, twice. So. <laughs> yeah. 
if yep. we're looking at this. <clears throat> it might get, if Kathleen Kennedy le- reads the uh, reads the petition, he might get fired now. That, that, well, you know, just get fired before he even starts on the movie. Just get I, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> no, they can't. So, I think that this is sort of a knee-jerk reaction by by Disney, just to say that, like, oh no, see, everything's under control. We had all this backup stuff all set and ready in the works. Like, it's like the it's like the Joker and. In the dark night, you know, mm. nobody freaks out when everything goes according to plan. And it's like, oh no, see, this is the plan. J.J. Abrams is going to do it, even though it's three years away and it doesn't matter at all right now. It's going to matter the day after. Um, it's going to matter the day after the Last Jedi uh, premieres. That's when it's going to start to matter because then people are going to be like, all right, what's coming up for the next one? Yeah, they're absolutely right. They're, they're going to look at Judge Episode Eight and go, okay. Because I know Ryan Johnson ruled himself out, but was that just a PR or was that intentional? Do you know, because, you know, I like the fact that there's continuity. I don't know what you guys think, but I like the fact that it's somebody working on it who's done I a Star Wars film. I think, I think Daisy and John Boyega are going to come back and be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like my old father come back to play with me again, you know? Like, I, I think so. I think so. And I just, I just... Look, we know we know anybody saying JJ is not a talented director is just talking bollocks. If they fucking go in and a petition go and get this guy off this film because he is, is it is it but you know, Star Wars, Star Trek into Darkness were too nostalgic and I just want him to go, Do you know what? Let's just fucking do something on our own terms now. Let's not cut let's not look back. Right. Let's look right. let's look forward and just go, right. Forget, forget all these little <clears throat> nods that the Force Awakens had, because there were too many for me. Too many nods going, "Oh, look, here's the, you know, here's the chess game. Here's, you know, here's Luke's training ball. Here's this. Here's that." And you're just going, "Look, JJ, we fucking get the point. Just, just leave that." I, I also think that uh, Ryan Johnson is such a big hand in the direction the story is going now. Being the middle guy, I think it'll be hard to fuck up. <laughs> if it's good, it'll be hard for <laughs> yeah. JJ to fuck it up when it gets to him to finish it off. I don't know. That's yeah. my opinion. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, you know, I know from what what you gather that Ryan and JJ have got a pretty sound like they've got a good relationship and they've sort of communicated. So hopefully, to me, it, it's a safe, but it it makes sense after all the turmoil that they've had to bring him back in and just go right. But I just my fear is don't be too nostalgic again just go and do your own thing now right you do you yes Mm. i think Mm. i think it'll be fine it'll be good um what do you guys think about how they moved the release date to december december 20th 2019 that makes sense yeah yeah they gotta push that date out as far as they can i think i this is what i imagined Kathleen, JJ, sitting in some high-end, like, steak, eating steak at a restaurant, and they're talking, and Kathleen's like, it'd be cool if you came back for nine. So are you thinking, are you thinking that, like, they ha- they kind of had this already planned out, JJ yeah. and Kathleen Kennedy already? Yeah. Do you yeah. think so? No, I don't. I no, think, th- I think, and think then, like, he went, Kev? yeah, I do. I think, well, 
it's hard to say, but it, after what happened, I think Kathleen's just gone, right, we've had the Han Solo film, we've had this, I need somebody that I know that I can trust. JJ did a good job with The Force Awakens, let's get him back. So to me, it was a safe, she knows him, it was a safe bet. So rather than her go, I tell you what, let's get a young up and coming, maybe risky, maybe indie filmmaker or whatever it might be. We, we mentioned some names last week. I think she's just gone, let's play it safe. Yeah, but then that, and, and it makes sense because, like, hey, we have a yeah. great working relationship with this guy. It's cool. Yeah. And maybe they'll say that, hey, why don't you take some more. Um, why don't you take some more liberty with the storyline and why don't you take some more liberty with all that stuff? You know what I mean? I hope they do that. Yeah. I hope they get together and go be a bit riskier. If, if they're smart, <laughs> they'll do it. If they're smart. I think so. I think so. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's interesting. I think that's interesting. So, just explain on what you what you said about Kathleen Kennedy again. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, I just thought, you know, they're sitting having dinner, and the Trevorrow movie, the what, the boy, what's that movie he did? Oh yeah, the terrible movie. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I can't remember now. So he's getting backlash for that, and she's like. You know, it'd be nice if you just came back for nine. And then it's talking. And then, like, a month later, he's like, my wife said it'd be okay. (laughs) If we move it to December. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, done, fired, hire. Mm. That's how I picture it. I think they've always been around that time anyway, the the release date. So it just makes sense to do that, doesn't it? It just. Oh, yeah. Well, they. Yeah. It seemed like they wanted to kind of go back to May, but people are loving the December day. Well, they're obviously making a lot of money in December, aren't they? So it seems to be that people are getting used to that release date. Just we've got... <clears throat> so, yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. I thought, yeah, that that probably makes sense. It's turning into it... a like Christmas tradition for some people. Mm, Christmas in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, every Christmas or, I don't know, it's like a holiday tradition where, like, my family will get together. And, like, we did it with all the Hobbit series, the new Hobbit films that all came out. Because um, that was pretty cool. It was like, oh, great, new Hobbit film. And then at the same time, it's like, Jesus Christ, another Hobbit film. Like, how can, how many, how much blood can we squeeze out of this rock? Make three movies out of a hundred-page book. Anyways, I digress. But Christmas time really seems to be the good time for most of the big, you know, Marvel movie releases or any big movie releases. Either that or like beginning of summer, because like kids are coming out of school, home on break, or and that's the same thing for like May and June. You know what I mean? Like, plus you're in the mood to like, oh man, Star Wars, great! I want to buy all the toys and all the things. Or you know. Not. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> no. Do you know what we were we were ticking along nicely, and I thought, how long can it be before somebody mentions porgs? Hey guys. Uh, yeah, do you can wait of for porgs. that. Porgs. No, not That's, not. I have a sweet segue. So moving on to the Last Jedi. 
This is a forced segue, by the way. But go that, was so, that was so Johnson. telegraphed. It was. Ryan Johnson was gracious enough to tweet some info <clears throat> about him, and I was really excited about this. So he he tweeted. He said they are seabirds. Coloring varies. Males are slightly larger than females, and can fly short distances. And they are inquisitive. <laughs> Sexual. Oh. <laughs> you like that? Is it Porg Porn? Is that uh, it's, it's Porg something. But, oh no. I knew you couldn't resist, Ed. I knew I, you couldn't resist. The, the thing porgs. that intrigued me was flying short distances. I kind of I kind of thought they'd be like penguins. You can't fly. Well they said they're like puffins, aren't they? Because that's where he got his inspiration from. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Um well, said short distances i thought uh i'm thinking back to uh lord of the rings two towers you know we dwarves are natural sprinters very dangerous over short distances <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I love it like it like it like it yes, so nobody nice. nobody tosses a dwarf which is such nobody tosses a dwarf <laughs> you shall not there's so much innuendo in that row in that line there you go no more pogs. No more pogs, please. Yeah, I mean, whatever. We'll see how we'll see how they work out. We'll see what it's like in the movie. I'm sure it's going to be mm-hmm. completely seem funny, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it, but it's gonna be cool. Whatever. It's well, good. <laughs> I guess they'll be annoying, and yes. we'll be annoyed at them, and it'll be like a humor thing. But anyway, yeah. Well, you know, Chewie needs a new friend since his old one got killed by his son. So, oh um, no, don't bring that up. Oh, still hurts. Yeah, it still well, hurts. It's, and so it's, it's still yeah. painful. <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why the because JJ killed Han Solo off. That may be why they're just so against him coming back. Oh, fear, they, he's going to kill off Leia. another well, heir or Luke or something. It would just be like, oh, what's this guy going to do now? God, uh, oh. well, mm, you wonder, like, Luke and Leia, both going to have to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that seems to be the, the natural order of things, you know what I mean? Even though it's, what's really funny, you know, uh, interesting that you haven't really seen anything about Luke in any of these comics, or even about Han, either. It's been about Leia. They've, build, they've been building up Leia, but they yeah, haven't built Yeah, I was it. thinking that. Anything today. about Luke, nothing about Han. So I dig the stuff about Leia. I know she just recently passed away, but these books had to, were in the works for you know over a year beforehand. Um, so there is you, a Luke book. Wonder, there is a Luke book coming out, though, isn't there? Is there? I think there's a, a similar to the Leia one. I think there's a Luke book coming out. Is is Journey to Episode Eight? I'm sure Ooh. there is. I'm absolutely convinced. It's similar sort of cover. Um, do you know what? This is going to be fascinating now because I'm going to look something up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Why we speak? Man looks up something on internet. This is gold. This old is... man Kev using old his man... internet. What Bear is, with what me. This like local boy does good. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, electricity! It works. Oh, hang on. Oh, well, anyway, while Kev's looking that up, so Ryan Johnson also mentioned while he was in Japan that uh, his good old buddy, old pal from Looper. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gordon-Levitt is cameoing as a voice of an alien. A voice, yes, a voice. Hey, well, no, that's cool. I mean, I don't give a shit about that stuff. I mean, we had Sean, what's his name, as uh, 
uh, Uncle Pot and um, in Force Kevin Awakens. Kevin Smith, wasn't it? Kevin Smith was in Force Awakens. Okay, and, um, Craig, and Daniel Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig which actually, I mean, the Daniel Craig one, I was... I was actually very pleased about. I was like, yes. "That's pretty cool." It's yeah. uh, it's it. He's in it, and you know he's in it. I mean, obviously he's clearly known now, but it was subtle enough that it didn't really take away from anything. But you know I what's did. really cool about that is you can, when you watch it, you can tell it's him. You know, when he when oh, he yeah. talks, you kind of go, "Yeah, that's really cool." I like that. Oh yeah, bit. the way he talks and almost the way he walks too. It's very, yeah. it's pretty interesting. Uh, well, there's Simon be, Pegg, Skyfall, as, when that was happening. Simon Pegg as uh, Uncle Plot. That, that, you oh, yeah, that. that's what I meant. Simon Pegg, not Sean. What am I doing? Sorry. Sean of the Death. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but yeah, no, it's that'll be that'll be really interesting. I mean, come on. I mean, I actually I kind of liked Looper. And, you know, Jordan Gorsuch, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, whatever. That's cool. It's all good. Yeah, I think I that's think quite cool. Be, yeah, I think that'll be pretty, uh, pretty think interesting. That, I think there's going to be a lot of little cameos, though, isn't there? I think there's going to be... Because they said... Well, it's Star Wars. Oh, well, yeah, but they, they've got Prince William and Harry. God bless, the, God bless them. Um, they've that's got, right. Um, yeah. So they're in it, So, uh, which is cool. They've then got... Um, Oh, who else did this? Oh, they've got Gary Barlow from Take That. He's doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's now. And this is, there's one other. There's one other announced. Mm. Um, shall I look that up on the internet? <laughs> Dude, you're on a roll, man. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah. Let's I'll find you, out leave, if you leave this successful to <laughs> with the Luke Skywalker thing. Oh, yeah, like, do you know what? I've got that right now. I've got okay. that right now. So, oh, yeah, I want, yeah, I want to find out when that book's being released. Yeah. It, in the UK, it is released on the 1st of November 2017, and it is called Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi, The Legend of Luke Skywalker. And it's by Ken Liu, L-I-U, Ken Liu. <clears throat> uh, and it, yeah. it looks very similar to the layer cover, the one that we're reading mm-hmm. at the minute. Uh, it says, what does it say? Oh, description. As cargo ship rockets across the galaxy to Canto Bight, the Deccans on board train stories about legendary Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. Uh, A collection of myths and uh, tall tales about the legendary Luke Skywalker. So it doesn't say a lot. I don't know if it's going to be people talking. No, it might not be. Yeah, I wonder if it's from other people's perspective about where he's been... It's probably it's it's probably something lame like between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Mm. Yeah, it just says t- um, it regards tales passed from one corner of the galaxy to another. Is Skywalker really a famous Jedi hero, an elaborate charlatan, or even part droid? Hmm. <laughs> Could be oh, any fucking above. Fucking part droid. What is that? Oh, guys, 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 I need, oh, man, so I watch Rogue One or Force Awakens or something like that. Usually when we do this podcast, I'm, wait, come on, Death Star just fired off one reactor to destroy Jetta. All right, Jenner, so here's your chance. Grab the hologram. You're on your knees. Grab the hologram. No, she didn't. Fucking A. <laughs> are, you trying to, head, are, you, are you pointing out a plot hole there? 
Yeah, no, I'm plot. I'm pointing out. A, I'm pointing out a purposeful plot device that uh, because if she actually did get the hologram, there wouldn't had been nearly as much drama, and, and she yeah. and her team probably it, would have lived. They wouldn't have gone to Edo, and everything would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. So this is whatever. That that could almost be yeah a filmic, like you say, a filmic plot discrepancy, couldn't it? Just to make a good movie oh, from completely done on purpose she's overcome with grief and just forgot to grab the little data card mm. but they do address that a little bit later though and she said oh everything happened so fast yeah so, but that's you know, convenient that's, that's also that's also so convenient saw like lived his whole life fighting the empire and standing and living and living and living and fighting and fighting and then he's like oh I they shot a no laser more. at jedha i am done suddenly I will run no more. I didn't like Save that. I dream. didn't like. <laughs> I will run no longer. <laughs> Save yourself. Fuck yeah. That was that's an amazing impression. That was good. You good are. job. Yeah. Save the dream. Save. The dream. <laughs> but that was yeah. That, I didn't like that bit. That was that <clears> sucked. <throat> oh, Saw should have gone out in a blaze of glory. I know, um, it's just like, come on, man. Well, I mean, of an actor. his actor is way too expensive to keep paying for this. So I was like, nah, we gotta, we gotta kill this guy off. He's cut <laughs> yeah. his budget. How should we kill much. him? Just let him die in that cave, just surrendering. <laughs> That'll do. That'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but no, she still doesn't get the plans um, from the recording. Never mind. Yeah, no, but hey, you know what? They don't have to pay for us Whitaker anymore. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of actors, yeah. on Solo film, Ooh. apparently uh, Paul Bettany wrapped up his acting. Wow. So, uh, Ron Howard mm-hmm. tweeted a photo of him, again, hugging Paul Bettany or standing next to him or whatever. And <clears throat> that's not the important part. In the photo, it looks like they're standing... In the, in the same room as one of the photos we've seen previous with the action scene, which we mentioned in the last episode. And it looks like there's, like, props around. And in the very back, on the left, looks like Mando armor. Mandalorian Ooh, armor. That does look like Boba, doesn't it? Mm. And there's also a goat in a jar, but okay, that's so, whatever. <laughs> I said... It looks like Dobby from Harry Potter facing oh the God, other. Oh my God! It does. But Dobby. Oh please no. Dobby Spots like. Master. Please no, please. <laughs> Ev, you're you're from England. You should love this shit. <laughs> oh no no no! I like well Harry Potter's all right, but that fucking Dobby. Actually, thing, nah. but seriously though, that's that's totally that's totally Mando armor way in the back yeah. there. And actually, the this looks like there's a woman in the foreground. And that's definitely Ray. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> so what happened was uh, she's actually much older and is probably uh-huh. like Luke's sister, other sister maybe, and she's frozen in carbonite. Nah, that's sorry, that's all completely so right. shit. Yeah, Wait, I'm you know, so what, right. You know, you, those, you know what? Uh, you know what, James? You're fired. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, there's creative differences here. That's not the way we want to go with this film. <laughs> Shitty clear, 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 clear your desk. Clear your desk. Fucking get yeah, out of here. Clear your desk. You have until the end of the day. Don't say anything. <laughs> it's all getting thrown out. <laughs> oh, my God. 
But yeah, but I, I mean, did like I did like his tweet when he said I can't remember what he said on it when it said I had to say goodbye to my friend or something. I was like, is he dead? <laughs> yeah, had to say goodbye to my friend Paul Bettany today. Another terrific performance from a world class <laughs> talent. I was like, did he die? Yeah, I was like, Jesus, that's pretty deep. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah so that... those look like mannequins, not Ray. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no face on them. It's just like hair on a. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. It's I'm just being a dick. I just, <laughs> oh, I didn't know why or what. I don't know what that room is, but. It is definitely the same room as that action scene. It definitely is, isn't it? With the windows. Mm-hmm. Oh, it totally is. Absolutely is. What's the string around his belt? That's what I want to talk about next. His costume Ooh. is interesting. Like, what is he? He's a he's a bartender. Slash he butler. <laughs> he's English, so he's got to be. Yeah, I mean, there's a total lack of chest hair there, so <laughs> properly manicured. Male prostitute. In the Star Wars universe. As yeah, long as I mean, Han Solo doesn't hire him, then that's fine. I mean, he's got clothesline rope wrapped around his waist. Yeah, what is that? Clothesline rope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it really ridiculous. is just that. Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, I mean, what is everything that all the characters wear? Like, you know, the commander, the um, you only actually see them using Rebels in the cartoons, like the commander buttons, the, um, oh my god, shoot me for not knowing this, it's just, it's too late for me, been a long weekend, mm-hmm. but all like the accoutrement that they wear on their outfits and things like that, they never wear them, or they never use no. them, mm. yeah. ever. It- so it looks it's like stuff to look cool, you know. It looks like that rope, like Boy Scouts get, <laughs> but when they're learning knots. Yeah. The question though, yeah, though, do you think that do you think that's his costume, or do you think that's part of the action, like the film? I don't know. There's some weird had... shit on it. Yeah, there's weird shit on it, and it looks like the white vest, shirt, no collar thing. It's. It's not common enough to be hipstery, and it's yeah. too like weird to see through. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely see nipple, uh, <laughs> like left nipple. But in the second photo, where he says the outer room just got a bit wilder on September first, he's wearing like this cloak. Mm. Maybe he he's is, a isn't Jedi. It? Yeah. What if he's a Jedi? Maybe no. he's. Dude, it could happen. Maybe. But that, no, no, no. He he can't be a Jedi because Han Solo doesn't believe in Jedi's in a new world. That's true. That's true. But yeah, it ain't Jedi. Because they've got to be careful with that because, you know, yeah. I always found that hard to believe that, that Han Solo was like, oh, you know, I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. So if they're... He can't have seen that or believe in that. So they can't exactly. put that in this movie, can they? Yep. They can't yep. put that. No, it's true. So this right. will be the first Star Wars movie ever without a lightsaber. Mm. Think of that. That will be, yeah. Because Rogue, yeah. Rogue One was the first one without a light side lightsaber, you know, because it was like, oh, Darth Vader, give away. But this one, like, I don't even think you're going to see Darth Vader. No, I don't think, I think apart from obviously Han, Lando, Chewie, it's going to be pretty much new characters, but you would have thought. And Boba Fett, apparently. Oh, yeah, the Fett Man could be in it. Oh, that would be so cool. Um,. But yeah, probably his name know, from Java, Java the Hut. 
Oh, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want, You said you wanted that, Ed, don't you? you want, no, I do. You, I do. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. But it wouldn't. I'll tell you what, though. I thought about that. That's a good point. Because, you know, when you watch, like, the seven proper Star Wars films, you never see Jabba the Hutt doing anything gangstery. So right. wouldn't that be cool if you actually saw that he's a bad dude and that he's a, you know, he is an actual gangster? I would love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I thought about that the other day and I thought, you, you know what? You know, they always talk about the huts and in the novels how bad the huts are and, you know, you know, and you think, well, we've never really seen them do anything on the screen, have we, that's been... Okay. So, in A New Hope, he's pretty buddy-buddy with him. Remember? In the yeah. special edition? When oh, that terrible, puts terrible his arm around him. edition. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'd like to think in this movie, if he encounters him... They're on the same side. Like, he's hiring him to do something, smuggle some shit for him, carry some stuff. I think, I think they're on the same side. They're not, it's not going to be an antagonist kind of thing. Well, no, it's like any other kind of mafia setup. He's one of his crew, one of his thugs. He goes out and he gets money for him, you know? He's an earner. He goes on the street, he sells his stuff, he hits people up for money, and he pays his piece back to, you know, the captain, or the chief, or the mob boss, which is, in this case, uh, Jabba the Hutt. You know, Jabba the Hutt's got his hitman kind of thing, like Boba Fett to Hill Hire, like the cleanup guy kind of thing. So it's, you know, there's a lot of parallels to that that I think we'll see. Hopefully we'll see. I mean, we have no idea what we're going to see, but... Hopefully we see. I would like to see it. That would be pretty cool. So I wonder if we'll see yeah. Han Solo dump that shipment then. You know, that he talks about. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, does uh, when does this take place? Do they it's say... Like, it's a well, seven-year it... period. The entire movie is a seven-year period. Yeah. Interesting. But I'm not 100% it... sure when. Is it going to lead up to very close to A New Hope? It's got to. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking is like, if it leads up to a new hope, then that would be pretty interesting to see how they tell the story of him jumping or, or dumping all the, uh, yeah, dumping all the, uh, uh, all the spice. Also, are we going to see the Kessel run? We've got to. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is, this is the Han Solo movie and they always talk about the Kessel run. And how many parsecs? <laughs> 12 14 <laughs> 14 come on <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot that they can cover though isn't they obviously meeting Chewie, winning the falcon his relationship with lando so the painting as for doesn't look so fucking stupid stupid apparently. yeah that is James, oh come on that does look fucking stupid come on now <laughs> <laughs> so keep in mind Keep in mind, Alden Einreich signed on for three movies. Possible three movies. But I guess that could be just a thing actors do when they sign on. Well, Felicity yeah. Jones did that as well, didn't she? Didn't she sign up for two movies? Yeah, yeah. There's always a contract, like, just in case or something like that. It just in case like the... Ev- yeah, because the ri- remember, the original ending for Rogue One was that she was... They were going to live. Mm. Oh, yeah. It was going to be her think- eight. Yeah, atypical Disney ending. Cuddling in the escape pod with Cassian? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I think the original ending was they're on the beach or whatever, and, like, 
some random U-wing that didn't get shot down or red-shirted, if you will, um, just like magically picks them up and they narrowly escape the blast with a rebel fleet. Yeah, but I'm serious. And the act- I think it that leads to them being in an escape pod. I'm serious about that. I oh, really? That. Yeah, I can't remember where, but they're, they end up in an escape pod, like the two of them. And they start making out. No, I made that up. You fuck it. <laughs> the escape pod's real, though. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, whatever. It's. I'm glad they did it the way they did it. They came, they went, now they're heroes, now they're dead. But yeah, if they, they want yeah. to do something cool, they could do a prequel about Cassian, which would be kind of interesting. Which I doubt they'll do. They'll probably do it in the form of a comic or something. They are, there is a comic coming out, a Cassian one, isn't there? A Cassian yeah, and a, yeah. a K2SO one. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> that'll that will handle tell. that. Yeah, so you guys, you guys don't think there'll be anything, any reference to the Force in Han Solo? No. No. I don't. Because Han, well, Han Solo, obviously on the Falcon, says that. I don't believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. So he doesn't know the Jedi, does he, really? But, well, okay. But he had to have heard of it to realize that it's hocus-pocus, you know what I mean? Like, mm. there yeah. has to be some reference to it, you know what I mean, for him to say that. But he says, he so says he could... yeah, I, you know, I don't know, I don't think that maybe hands up bring in where he is on Corellia. What, what, what if there's like a space whale floating by with Ezra riding riding it <laughs> in a space oh, suit. Oh my god. No. Ed, you, Ed, you, Ed, you know what I said oh, to James sh- earlier? You're, you're fucking fired now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Holy that was, shit. That was, oh god. That was <laughs> you don't like really? space whale? Oh, no. Yeah. Sure. Jesus Come Christ. on! I mean, no, 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 no. The only thing cool that came out of that episode was the uh, the mining guild tie fighters. Those look pretty cool. Mm, the yellow tie cool. fighters with like the notched solar panels on them. Those look pretty that, sweet. I see a lot a- of uh, the customized X-wing miniatures on the cu- on the X-wing miniatures uh, Facebook page for sure. They all look pretty that, dope. That was an homage uh, to something in the EU, right? Where they like put pieces of uh, like a Tie Fighter on an X-wing or vice versa. Um, no, ah, well, that's the, they yeah. call those. Uh, they call them uglies. Yeah. So those are a lot in the Dark Horse comics, like the old school Rogue Ones, uh, Rogues. Not, excuse me, not Rogue One, Rogue Squadron comics. The Dark Horse stuff in like the early '90s and stuff. Actually, I just got the uh, two out of the three volumes of all the Rogue Squadron Dark Horse comics. It's taking me forever. I've got me all those individually. Bucks. All of them individual? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. my god. Yeah, I've got loads of the Dark Horse comics. You um, just showed up, James. You oh. did. You did, but I tell you what, man, I do not want to have to store and catalog all of those. I'd rather right. have them all in a in a you know, like we we used to talk about before is see see I'm Ed, you're a more digital guy everything's electronic like on your phone audiobooks and everything like and kevin and i we're, we're more of like the physical like i need it in my hand like i need to have this well-worn book that i'm going to put on my shelf and then just randomly take out from time to time and just read it you know 
I, I like that. Like, I, I'm, I still collect DVDs and stuff. Like, I, I very rarely will buy something on streaming just because I like to have it. So with the comics, I'd rather have it all on a volume book that's more like a nice leather-bound book that I can put on the coffee table or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they're starting to do a lot of them, aren't they? They did the, the Marvel series where they collected all the series together, didn't they? Did you see those? Yeah. I think it was, was it for the 30th or the 35th anniversary? And they did I... like a, they did like a 10 volume and it was like the Jedi V's Sith ones. There was all the Darth Bane stuff. There was the mm-hmm. Old Republic stuff. Then there was the Crimson Empire stuff. There was the Rogue Squadron. And they were, I, I didn't get all them because I'd got a lot of them individually, but they looked brilliant. They looked, it was like, I'm sure it was like a 10 volume box set. Mm. Um that costs an absolute arm and a leg. Yeah, but. yeah. But so now I think you can still get. There's quite a lot of the Marvel classic ones, isn't there? The omnibus ones where it's got like there's like the old Republic ones, there's the um, Bounty Hunter ones, there's the Rogue Squadron ones. So yeah, they collect them all in the volume. So it, from a collection point of view, they are brilliant because mm-hmm. they just yeah they just collect all together. Yeah. Um, and they look nice on your bookshelf too. They do. I agree. I, <laughs> I agree. I'm old school with that. I do like to see have them, like you say, with films, records, DVDs, whatever they are. Uh, it's just nice to have them, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't want to see a space whale in a comic? <laughs> Again, no. <laughs> Again, Ed. You're fired. Still here, Ed. Are you still? Are you still here, Ed? We fired you. Packing you. up your Seven things. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me send you this e box to pull all your e shit in. <laughs> so that you can e get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Oh rebel. Take your, take your laptop. Oh rebels. God bless you. God bless so you. I'm obviously leading into a segue. Again. Again, you Well are done, so Ed. Well done this. that man. Well done. Yeah, alright, you uh, bought your job for another two weeks. So episode title for the next season of Rebels, season four, have been leaked. The first six. So apparently, that. we're going to get two per week for the first six at 12.30 a.m. on Mondays. What? Wait, what? Yeah. That's yeah, when they start airing. That's when they're airing them at 12.30 a.m.? Yeah. I think they realized most people stream it. Oh. So they're just so they're just putting them on at that time, regardless. Yeah, yeah, because they figure people are going to stream it, so they probably put something else on prime time. Is that exactly. just for you guys in America? I presume then that over here, because Disney XD here. Whoa, whoa, to, whoa! You whoa. guys? What does Ooh. that mean? What do you mean, you guys? You, you Americans, you know <laughs> what I mean. You Yanks. American <laughs> lives matter. Um, you bloody Yanks over there. You Star Wars Yanks. lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you lot over there. You lot over there. Let's get. I mean, whatever. That's cool. I don't care. Yeah. So the first yeah. two episodes, Heroes of Mandalore, Part One and Two. I feel as though this is going to be one of those things where. Uh, Ezra and them go like return the favor for helping them and they go to Mandalore to chill out for a bit him and Kanan or something like that 
And then part two is when Thrawn comes in and absolutely eradicates all of them and murders all of them and probably kills Sabine. That's when Sabine dies. Well, first two episodes done. I don't. My guess is Sabine won't die, but <laughs> I will say that these, at the result of these two episodes, it'll bring her back to the group because you know how like the stories kind of pulled her away. Yeah. So this will kind of like end her responsibility with Mandalore. And have to team up again with the with her family. That makes sense. That, yeah, yeah. Right, her real family instead of that piece of shit family. That's her biological family. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, you don't like that, do you? Mm-hmm. you and know. again, not have a jetpack for some <laughs> reason because that's <laughs> always what happened. So you just. We James, are in agreement, just... though. What? What? Sorry, Kev. No, no, say, James. Were you just writing your own Rebels episode there with the Floron? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so I um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think how Thrawn gets sent away and leaves the series alive. Uh, well, looking at these episode names, I mm-hmm. think he lives beyond them, so we don't know yet from these. So there was one. And I no, they're gonna the kill him. They're gonna it, kill him, aren't they? No, no, no they're Hopefully not. <laughs> they better fucking not. They're oh, not. I hope they do. I hope they do. He's rubbish. I hope they kill him. Yeah, no, no. See what I think. <laughs> so at the end of the Thrawn book, he's expressed. You can you, you see there's clear. Uh, and this is sidetracked for a minute, so sorry, not sorry, but you see at the end of the Thrawn novel, the latest one by Timothy Zahn. Um, that Thrawn is clearly displeased with the creation of the Death Star because he sees it as sort of a threat to the Chiss ascendancy. And the whole reason for him sneaking off and pretending to be exiled and going to basically work for the Empire is his, uh, you know, learn about the Empire and see how they can help protect the Chiss ascendancy. But throughout his whole experiences throughout the book, he sees that how corrupt the Empire is and how non-functional they are and he's a big fan of like give me all the Star Destroyers in the world kind of thing not these huge battle stations and stuff so I feel as though and you see him in the Re- in the Rebels um, um, in the Rebels preview Stardust is mentioned Director Krennic is mentioned by Grand Moff Tarkin saying that oh well your idea of, this, of the TIE Defender Factory you know well Director Krennic's vying for these resources as well for Project Stardust which Thrawn clearly knows the Death Star so maybe maybe and here's a here's a here's a wild one instead of Thrawn being like sort of exiled by the Emperor or sent by the Emperor out into the unknown regions on his own like at the end of the rebel series he's like you know what you know what fuck this i'm out of here i'm bailing i'm gonna fake my own death and i'm gonna leave so that's a long a long way a long way of of thrawn basically returning to the chess so you're yeah so you you that's your you're going with that. You think that? It's an interesting theory. I still mm. would hate to see him leave the Empire because he looks so damn good in that white uniform. Um, yeah. I, I don't really see him in any other role because that's how I, I know. Can't see the old expanded universe anymore, even though I am, because it was awesome. Um, I could still see him 
being part of the Empire, but just seeing the Death Star and be like, I'm, I'm out of here. This sucks. Like, give me yeah. some Star Destroyers, Palpatine, and let me go map out the Unknown Regions for you, starting the roots of the First Order or something like that. You know, bases and all that. I really am... Um... Really, I'm hoping they do that right with the Thrawn one in, in Rebels because I think it's going to be interesting with that. How it's because th- is this definitely the last season of it? Yes. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah, this is, yeah, that's definitely confirmed. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to end pretty much well up to Rogue One, but yeah, that you see, I, I don't know, I just wonder with Thrawn whether they'd have the balls to kill him off. There would be. I really, you know, you know, because I know, I know, obviously, what happened to him out of that. But with this, not you know, with them, with us never seeing him again in the Star Wars universe, you know, would they do that? I don't know. I just, I'm quite, I'm quite intrigued with it. I really liked the way the EU went, where he kind of just in the back sided with the Emperor and was like. I'm going out to the unknown regions. Yeah, that's what I mean. But... Map it out. I really mm. like that. Yeah, but... yeah, and that's that's why I kind of think you know because he's from there, being from the Chiss Ascendancy, and they've always been you know super isolationist, so they wouldn't have all of the unknown regions mapped out. I don't know. So that's my thought. You know, it's kind of a thing. Like, he just gets reassigned as, like, your efforts need to be placed elsewhere kind of thing. And I don't know. So anyways, that's Heroes of Mandalore Part 1 and 2. So Episodes 3 and 4 of the new Season 4 of Rebels is In the Name of the Rebellion, Part 1 and 2. I think after... So continuing on here, after the sort of destruction of uh, the Mandalorian Rebels... The return of Sabine to the Ghost Crew. I would suspect that they're, you know, reformulated on Yavin, Yavin Four, and they're like staging rebel operations and stuff like that. So you're gonna see X. That's where you see like the X wings and and shit like that, and um, Hera flying an X wing and all that cool stuff. That's kind of where I I see. It. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. I think that, yeah, that um, kind sense. of stand not really stand yeah. alone, but like like its own like oh here's the building of the rebellion, like the militarization of all the rebellion cells coming together. Yeah, yeah. like the big alliance coming together. Exactly. Well, the alliance, not Saw Gerrera's partisans. Correct. No, the alliance. Yeah, that's going to be. I think we'll see Mon Mothra in it, and maybe mm-hmm. Bail Organa. So that'll tie in those two episodes. I think. Um, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Victor Cifuentes himself from LA Law. There you go. Look at that. There's an old school reference. So, yeah, that would make (laughs) sense with that. That would make sense with that one. Um, Yeah, definite. Yeah, real real good, like, feel-good episodes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then maybe Occupation. Um, I can see that being like another Lothal episode because yeah. the Empire's still there as their TIE Defender Factory on Lothal and Thrawn's there, obviously. So Occupation and Flight of the Defender. Maybe those two are kind of tied together as they're on Lothal, like trying to destroy the factory and then maybe trying to get out. Who knows? Mm. That's kind of my yeah. thought there. How many? How many? Ep- do we know how many episodes are going to be in four? Ed or Kev? I don't yeah. know. I don't. I honestly don't know how many are in this one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that was good, wasn't it? 
<laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Oh, in the season? In the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, in the season. Uh, let me use the internet. Go on, Ed. <laughs> A younger man looks up things on the internet. Careful now as we watch the young man looking up things on the internet in his now. <laughs> the younger man think, said. Because from the what we man. saw, what we saw from the trailer, <laughs> I really do think that occupation is definitely Lothal. For sure. It, you know, it showed those star destroyers overhead. Mm -hmm. You know, shit going left or whatever is bad. Oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, I don't. Sorry, I just there were there were there were twenty two episodes in season three. Yeah, just six are listed. Yeah, so yeah, it become well. I mean, if it's, if they do twenty twenty full episodes on that, I feel like they'd be jumping through a lot of stuff. Because in two episodes, you wrap up the Mandalorian story arc in the name of the rebellion. Maybe the start of the rebel the base the rebel base on Yavin, like how they all get together and stuff, and maybe we'll see some more uh, appearances by General Dodona. Um, yeah, that would be or, nice. Or uh, or uh, um, Ra uh, Admiral Radis. You know what I mean? Cassian. You know, I bet we I bet we'll see Cassian. We, we we mentioned this the other week. I think we'll definitely see him. Yeah, I, I think I think we will as well. We'll see. We'll in see. turn, <clears throat> Ooh, yeah, and there might actually even be because I mean, Lando Calrissian was in an episode or two. So, yeah, yeah, they've had. You know, there's yeah. probably some random standoff episode where they need to pick up Cassian or something like that. You know, Rebel Agent Underground or whatever. Yeah, now, I think we'll definitely we'll. There'll be little nods to Rogue One as we go along in this one, so I think they'll add that to it. I mean, they had the. I think we said we had the, they had the little bits in Rogue One from them. So I found. I it. think, yeah. What you got? How many? Fifteen. Right. Ooh. Okay. All right. Plenty more. Yeah, but not nearly as much as the other ones. Plenty more for Thrawn to kick ass. Well. Well, yeah. Yeah, obviously. But um, so I wonder. Uh, let's see, where's my? Where is my uh, my little note that I have here? Um, the uh, oh my god, the name of um, Agent Callus. Oh. oh yeah, that's wait, 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 wait. I forgot what? to mention. We got these episodes named <coughs> from Jedi Bibliothek. Oh, I have mentioned that. That's the source. Yeah, no, that's no, good. Always good to name the source. Really appreciate. Thanks for keeping us honest, Ed. Um, <laughs> so, Agent Callus is he going to be sort of the intelligence general guy that we see in Rogue One? I always thought that was going to be him, like the new Fulcrum. Yeah. yeah, well, I not always... Fulcrum anymore, but you know what I mean, because he's been captured, but now with the Rebel Alliance, yeah. oh, right, straight right, up right. now. Because he's obviously um, a Rebel sympathizer, so to yeah. me, that I always thought, you know, um, that it was going to be him. Um, maybe changes his name or something, or something like that. But, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, they're very similar, aren't they? Um, don't you think? So it would make sense for them to, to for it to be him. 
Right, um, but so the his character's name is General Draven. Draven, yeah. By uh, Alistair Petrie. Mm, I've met him. Really? Mm. Oh, did you get his autograph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, Sweet. nice. He was cool. Um, he was absolutely super cool, that dude was. He was really nice. We saw him at an event and I had about a five, ten minute chat. He was just telling me scenes that he got cut out and uh, yeah, he obviously filmed quite a lot. <clears throat> How big was so, his dick? Oh, it was huge. Three legs, <laughs> but like, but no, um, he, he's um, yeah. So I always thought it made sense for him to be him, didn't it? Right, it, it does. It really how does. does he, how does he get the name Draven? You I know? don't know. No. So what is what is Callus? Is Agent Callus like Callus's first name, or is Callus his I really, like? Yeah, unless he his, just his fake imperial name, code name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then well, now I, he's I the, that. And, and he joins the rebels, and he's like, "Oh well, now that I'm with the rebels, now I can finally tell you what my real name is, and it's blah blah whatever, Johnny Draven." You know what I mean? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Um, and now he's General Draven, the like chief intelligence guy, because he has that he has that imperial um, voice accent in Rogue One. You know that sort of pristine english accent the queen's the queen's language as they say mm. um yeah as you know typical of your imperial officers and stuff so it makes sense but it'll be interesting to see how they tie that in i hope they do that i hope, I hope they, they do too that would be a yeah. cool little cool little thing as apparently um uh, i'm losing my mind the clone trooper guy um right <laughs> rex oh my rex. god oh, rex. So bad. come on I swear to God, I'm having Alzheimer's. But, you know, Rex is like, oh, yeah, he's that random old guy with the white beard in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, oh, yeah. Thank God we had some old guy, white guy with the white beard and stuff playing us. So we can just say, like, oh, yeah, that's Rex. Did you, did you hear about the backlash on that? Because he's, like, supposedly Samoan or whatever. Maori. Sorry. Maori. Oh, yeah. Or Maori. Yeah, yeah. Maori. Yeah. <laughs> And that guy in Return of the Jedi is, like, clearly not. <laughs> no, he's just some, like, old white Santa dude. <laughs> Santa Claus impersonator. Yeah. So I, I understand the backlash, but I don't know. But you don't I, see him... It's kind of cool enough. on the other hand, too. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't see him long enough to really sort of... Oh, I want to go take a look at his skin tones and his skin inflections to see if he looks like he's uh, from New Zealand or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, in, in the next in the next Blu-ray release of Return of the Jedi, George will sort that out. Don't worry. George oh yeah, I'm will... sure. Oh yeah, I'll just CG him. I'll just CG him right there. It'll, like, it'll just be a kiwi, a kiwi fruit. The actual yeah. kiwi fruit, because I'll be so fucking confused about. It. I was like, oh, they said he was a kiwi, so I just took yeah. this little fuzzy brown fruit thing and I made it into a rebel trooper. Anyway. He'll be like, he'll put, he'll, he'll be like he'll put Rex Morrison's voice on him as well. He'll put tomorrow. He'll be like Rex voice. shot Leia. Oh god, door <laughs> <like>, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they'll put the they'll put tomorrow Morrison's Morrison's voice on it, and it will be like, oh fuck, oh no, George. So, hopefully, that won't happen. So the last episode is Flight of the Defender. Yeah, I think that's how they leave the about Thrawn's Defender, yeah. maybe. 
Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. But don't they, do they imply that maybe they captured one? No, no, no. No, 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 no. you will die! I didn't, I don't fully <laughs> recollect a quote from the trailer, but it just seemed like Thrawn was piloting it, he was doing his own thing, and then something was jeopardizing it. And and uh, Tarkin was like bringing it up to him, like, "Dude, your shit's fucked up. Fix it now." Potentially, potentially, I don't know. Or yeah, that, is this, that could or be cool. Is this, um... Oh, I just had I just had a thought. Ooh, give it to cool. us. So I don't know if you guys recall the uh, uh, the origin of the Chiss Clawcraft and what they look like from the old expanded universe. You recall? No. It has these uh, sort of three solar panels. Not solar panels, but it's three sort of claws that come off a tie, uh, tie cockpit, the ball cockpit. It's actually four. I'm looking at it. Is it four? Hold on, let me see. Just clawcraft. That looks sweet. <clears throat> oh yeah, it is four. But what if that? was sort of the evolution of the TIE Defender, and Thrawn is sending all this TIE Defender technology back to the Chiss. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, so, that's, that's this kind of my makes thought. me ask the question. Do you think the story group is leaning heavily on Zahn's story? Like, yeah, we're gonna let this happen. We're gonna go with it. We do the TIE Defender thing. We're going to let him do the cartography thing, go out in the unknown regions, and boom. Just like the well, have, have they interviewed Timothy Zahn about it? Has he ever said anything? No, he hasn't openly said anything other than that I am basically at their disposal for whatever they want me to right. help them with for Thrawn. He's, he's under their wing for more books, and yeah. he's consulting them throughout the Rebel episodes. So surely they'd be, stu- they'd be stupid not to do, not to use that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, as because it's so. It, I mean, we we talked about it, and I know that they, they are so good that you think surely they can't just dismiss that and just go. We're going to go our own way, do our own thing, and make something up. To me, that that just wouldn't make sense when it's already there, and it's so good. Why not? Why not use it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ed? Do you think do you think they'll do that? I would like it. Yeah. Uh, do you think that would get backlash? Well, this is the thing again, isn't it? It comes back to that. <laughs> How would defense want that <clears throat> to be its own thing and not to be on Rebels? I'm sure whatever they do, they're not going to win, are they? They're not. They like can't it- win with it. If they if you don't put it in, people get yeah, yeah. And then if you put it in, is that like just rewriting shit? And people be like, oh, that's unoriginal. Yeah, I mean, if if they have they ever acknowledged that the throne is canon? So if they if it is, they're going to use it. Surely they're going to use the the bulk of it. And if Zahn's involved, I can't believe they wouldn't. I can't believe they wouldn't. It no, they, yeah, they they recognize his importance to the fan base right now. It's huge. 
Yeah, and if Ed said he's signed on for more, then surely. Uh, We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. We just hope that. I think we all hope they don't fuck it up. But I don't think Dave Filoni will fuck this up. He's he's done pretty well so far. No, he's doing great so far, and he's sensitive to he's sensitive to all that stuff, which is really nice. I mean, we were there. I think we were in London when he announced that Thrawn was going to be in it, and the fucking room just flipped. Um. So, if that's not he, an indication, <laughs> yeah, and it was like, right, okay, so you know, and uh, but people were going as long as he doesn't fuck it up, and he hasn't. So, yeah, I think I think they'll do it right. I think they'll do it right. I think they will too. Mm. <clears throat> I have faith. The uh, in the Great River, the um, uh, they are coming out with a um, graphic novelization. Of the latest Thrawn book, Marvel's doing it. It's going to be out, I think, early quarter one next year. And that's said to basically refollow the book and all that stuff. But it's going to have some additional material. What Ooh. that additional material is, we don't know. Is that written by Timothy Zahn as well, then? Has he agreed that? Is yes. it like four inches below the waist kind of material? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So when's this I'm out? Thinking, so I'm thinking Watchmen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this was back. This is actually old, this is actually old news. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that image is now in my head. That's fucking uh, horrible. I'm just going to keep skipping this. Um, <laughs> the Throng comic is set to begin in February 2008. It's from Gizmodo. Uh, February 2018. Um, and there are the uh, they're they're saying that there's going to be a few extra little things in there, which would be pretty nice. Anyways, that's uh, that's all I got for that. So next February we'll have some more things. Cool. Yeah. All right. So next up, we got some Marvel news. New comic coming out called "The Storms of Crate." Mm. So according to StarWars.com, it takes place between Episode 4 and 5, and it will be released in December 27, 2017. <clears throat> so it supposedly will follow Luke and Leia as they take up arms on the salt-covered world and search for a new rebel base. So, as we know from stuff from Last Jedi... Crate is a salt-covered planet. In the teaser, we see it with those salt, those ski speeders. And underneath the salt, it's like red. Looks like blood. But yeah, Yeah. dirt. Uh, So, I kind of want to put a spoiler warning warning, because my next question has to do with Leia, the book. I don't know if... Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot of Leia, but in Leia, are you guys, are you guys into, are you guys reading it yet? No, I'm no, I told you, I'm, I told you I'm, I haven't got it yet. I'm reading Leia right now, you could spoil me, it's all good. Did you get to the crate part? It's small. Uh, no, I haven't. So, when, I mean, it's gonna happen, but when Leia first get an incl- gets an inkling, of like her parents being involved with the rebellion, she goes to crate 
investigating some like oh Marco or yeah, something. Yeah, I, ha- I have read this. I have read this already, and uh, yeah, surprise! Guess who she sees there? Yeah. Anyway. So she goes out to crate, almost crash lands, and gets taken prisoner ish. <clears throat> sits in a room, and Bail Organa, her dad, comes out, and she's like, "What? What the fuck are you doing here?" Anyway, so my thing is, if she's there and there's already a base for this Rebe- Rebel Alliance, why are they saying her and Luke are on this world searching for a new Rebel base? That's probably just some idiot who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about trying to write for Star Wars. Hmm. It sounds that way. That's right? usually that's usually how it sounds with a lot of these idiots out there. It's also a comic, so I don't know how much you. I mean, it's yeah. technically. Yeah. I mean, when this they is... were when they were there, it was like a very small. Yeah. Thing like small base and stuff like that. She was surprised that there were things there, so they probably used it as like, oh, we have all these old rebel bases from way back in the day that we can utilize to our advantage that no one knows about, but they're going to require a lot of work. So, does this planet feature heavily in the novel, then? No, it's very, very no, quick. it's very brief. So yeah. is, this, Ed, is this the book, I don't know what episode um, we were talking about, when it, they announced, Marvel announced that Luke and Leah were going to be told about... Um, Jin Erso and Rogue One. Is that in this comic? Oh, I don't know. Did you read that? I read that. That um, no, you mentioned it last episode. Was it last? I one don't or know something? exactly. And I wonder if which... I wonder if this is the one then. This is because they've they've constantly said that they wanted to to make Luke and Leah aware of the sacrifice that Rogue the crew of Rogue One made. So I would when so if this comic is set between then that would. That would make sense. Yeah, it would. Which mm. would be a nice time with that, as well as the Leo novel and everything. I mean, yeah. But like, the only thing that doesn't make sense to me is why would they be there searching for a new rebel base when she's clearly been in one? Right, yeah. <laughs> but she was there when she was just a child. Right. Like 16, 16. 15, 16, 16 yeah. So she may not remember it, and a lot of times it could have been abandoned or destroyed at one point, too. Yeah, they're going back. I don't know. Who knows? Eh. I mean, if it's been abandoned for 40, 50 years, it's going to need some help. Mm. It will. So, moving on to another book that StarWars.com has been talking about. It's called From a Certain Point of View. Sorted short stories from the Star Wars universe. And apparently it's 40, I think? 40 different short stories of minor characters, possibly major-ish, from uh, Star Wars. And their backstories just happening in the background. And we've got, so far, confirmed like 20-ish characters that they're going to be talking about uh ranging from woo her the bartender in the cantina captain antilles on the tantive tantivy four mm-hmm. however you pronounce it 
like a mouse droid on the Death Star, Dr. Afra, Boba Fett, yeah. Kenobi, Time of Death, R5-D4, uh, Dubak on Tantooine, <laughs> Garandan, you guys remember that guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That uh, spy dude. Yeah. Yeah, from New Hope. <laughs> uh Mon Mothma, long necked beauty. Uh <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trooper who turned in Leia. Uh on oh, this yeah. 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 A Death Star officer, I think. They referenced the reactor leak in the tweet. Is this gonna be an audiobook or both? Yeah, both. both. Yeah. So I'm reading on um, that they that they got John Hamm to voice Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris will be talking about some Imperial officer or whatever. And then there's also gonna be cast from Rebels and the Clone Wars who are gonna be you know voicing their voices for random things and people and stuff. So isn't, uh, isn't Will Wheaton doing one? Yep. Will Wheaton? Yeah, probably. He actually wrote one. Will Wheaton? I, I, I thought he was one of the authors. Hold on. Let me... ah. uh, let's see. Uh, Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo, the head of the story group. Oh, he's doing the talking one, isn't he? He's he doing did the talking one. On Tarkin. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, Will Wheaton's listed on the cover, so he's an author. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, they got like Chuck Wendig, uh, John Jackson Miller, um, Delia Dawson, um, Paul Kemp, Ashley Eckstein. Um, so there's a lot of like uh, previous authors who've done authoring work for Star Wars that are going to be on this, which will be pretty yeah. cool. James. James. Ed. The Cantina Band? There's Cantina a story about them? Band. Yeah. Oh, how they like have to drag their really expensive instruments around their shitty airspeeder all over the place in these low-paying gigs that pay zero credits. <laughs> yep. I'm not so a musician from, or anything. That, that spoke from the heart, James. That was, wasn't it? Yeah, that it was, did. It yeah. did. How they get the <laughs> shittiest gigs ever and get paid bitch nuts. Does it they say metal... author, author James Heber? <laughs> they should. I can write that story. <laughs> There's not even... There's not even droids allowed into their audience. Exactly, <laughs> so they can't even artificially yeah. boost up their crowd, which is terrible. Mm. Do the Family Guy joke. Hey, it's the same song again. Hey, it's the same well, song again. It's yeah. the same so there'll song. be a story about them. Biggs. Biggs Darklighter. Everybody loves him. Tanika yeah. Sisters. Remember them? Mm. At the bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like a lot of A New Hope ish type characters well really in the new hope is where you saw most of these aliens anyways you didn't really see too many in empire and you saw a few in return of the jedi but you saw them first in the moss Eisley cantina is it is it a 40th anniversary tie-in then seems like it because if it if it's 40 stories 40 years then it that's why there'll all be a new oak thing oh yeah. When's that book come out, though? I don't know. I've got mine on pre-order. I know I pre-ordered October, it. October 4th? 
I have one oh, pre-ordered so as well. So it's just yeah. coming out. Oh, shit. Sure, sure. Yeah. I know I pre-ordered it because I saw it quite a while ago, but I might. this might be one that I... It might be quite interesting to get the audiobook as well. Right, especially if it's uh, Neil Patrick Harris or John Hammond. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. So I might, yeah, I might have a look at that as well, yeah. They're That's really cool. digging into our wallet. <laughs> yeah, what, Star Wars? Star Wars taking our money again? I mean, come on. <laughs> Who would have thought that? You don't think Who George Lucas is thought? laughing at us? Or Disney? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But no, that sounds a really cool book. That sounds a really cool book. So yeah, yeah I've got mine on. I definitely pre-ordered mine. James, mm-hmm. you should too. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely... I mean, I'll just buy it at Bull Moose. Yeah. So... It's, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be sweet. I usually go to Bull Moose right after, because they always have stuff, and in Maine, not everything's so popular enough that um, everything's sold out in two seconds, so I'll be able to get it at Bull Moose for probably two bucks cheaper than the retail, unfortunately for me, but yay, go Maine. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, one quick thing, um, just one, have they delayed The Last Jedi novel? So, I don't know. Did it come out the same day? Or... For the Force Awakens? No, the, the actual novelization of The Last Jedi. Has that been delayed? I don't know. I don't know. I thought I'd, I thought I'd read somewhere that it had. Not that it's important, but I just thought, when we were on about the subject of books, mm. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I thought I'd just seen that in the week and thought, hmm, I wonder why that, if that's for a reason. But... No, no, I just wondered if you'd heard anything, obviously. I'm yeah, no, I, I haven't heard uh, anything uh, and no, actually, okay. to the contrary. It says March 6th, according to the Wikipedia. Because mm. I, I feel like the first one did come after, you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely came after the movie. It did, yeah, I know, I know, but I thought it was tied to come in January or something, and then it got, I saw I read somewhere it got delayed, no. I mean, it won't, I don't I know. Feel- I feel like the Force Awakens novelization was pretty close to the release. This March date? That's what I thought. Pretty yeah, far I'm, away. I'm sure I read somewhere that, because somebody said, like, uh, you know, should we read anything into that? I don't know what, but yeah, I thought that the the Last Jedi one was, uh, excuse me, the Force Awakens one was really close to the cinema release, but this one's like three months later, which seems strange. Hmm. Not I sure think, why. No, I don't know. I, I no, think it's no. a reflection of they don't want stupid shit coming out in the book that's like totally contradicting the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, well, they, won't, they, they can't. They can't possibly do what they did with the Phantom Menace when they just released everything like a week before that movie came out. <laughs> and, uh, and and I picked the soundtrack up, turned it over, and looked at the track listing, and it went Qui Gon's funeral. And I went, yeah. "Oh!" <laughs> I was like, "The brilliant. soundtrack." <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> Darth Maul's death. Which is the worst bit of marketing in the history of fucking cinema. You just went, what idiot agreed that? I couldn't oh, yeah. believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah, maybe they're just leaving it two or three months now to get it out there. Oh, get- and it's like, are you surprised? No, you're not surprised. Yeah. But is what it is, I suppose. But you spoiler guys will know it all anyway before you get in the theatre. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Excellent. I think that's it. Well, you know, I think we just about have it. Have it. Have it. Had it. Had it. Had it. Plenty of had it. I've had too many of these seltzers. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> seltzers. Um, this evening. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Didn't uh, still got plenty of information to get to. You have to tune in next week to episode seven. Don't forget to um, check us out online on Podbean. Also, you can email us at scruffy um, <clears throat> scruffypodcasters at gmail dot com. Check us out. Check us out on Twitter at scruffy podcast or at hebert two zero seven at scruffy looking ed no g at kpg one nine seven four. Leave us reviews, send us a few emails, and we will catch you next week. Stay cool, people. May the force be with you guys. Goodbye! Cheerio! This party's over.